Welcome to Mental Millennials with your host, Shelby Friesen. Oh, it'll be good. Um, okay, so today I've got Alicia Carpin on the podcast, and we're going to be talking about anxiety, depression, maybe some migraine stuff, and just kind of go through your kind of like childhood, high school kind of thing and what you've gone through and how you're sort of doing with that stuff now. All right, let's do it. Okay, where do you want to start? Well, uh, all right, I guess I can start with uh, high school for me. That's when you like kind of first realized what you were dealing with? Yeah, so in high school, well, I would say maybe like grade 11. Okay. My sister went away for college, so it was just me and my brother at home and my parents, and Mm -hmm. then... My brother kind of developed an addiction okay. and it was just kind of like, I was the only one home for it. I feel like my sister was away most of the time and my parents, like this would happen while they were out and stuff. And so they didn't really see a lot of it or they weren't like witnessing it firsthand they as you were. They knew about it, but they weren't really witnessing it firsthand. Um, and I would kind of tell them about it and they would be like, oh, it's not that bad. He just has a drinking problem. Meanwhile, like, I've seen some stuff, and I knew it was more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And even then, like, me and my sister didn't really have, like, a close-knit relationship. Okay. So that was just kind of really hard for me. Um, So it would have been mainly, like, the three of you, but then once she was gone, like, your parents were usually away, and it was just basically, like, what, you guys were just kind of, like, fighting the whole time. Yeah, me and my brother just, like, it was just so weird, like him going from one of like my best friends growing up to like such a different person so aggressive towards me and I didn't even know how to handle it Mm -hmm. so it was just kind of like so you guys were close but prior yeah I would say we were pretty close in our childhood like growing up I was kind of more of a tomboy Mm -hmm. I was in boy scouts believe it or not (laughs) (laughs) like just a freaking weirdo um, so yeah, we would always play sports together and stuff and just like, do fun stuff. And then, I mean, as you get older and you kind of go through that, oh, I'm too cool for my sibling phase. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah well, sure. how, well, how old is he? Like compared? Um, he's three years older. Okay. So like in high school, it kind of would have got to that point where he did that, where he's like, I'm kind of cooler now. Cause he was in, he would have been in what grade? 11 when you were in grade eight. Yeah, I would definitely say he kind of got in with the rough crowd, you know, okay. the stoner crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, funny how that, I, I mean, like, I feel like our parents say weed is like the gateway drug and like for the most part, it's not, but there, <laughs> I mean, it is true on, in certain cases, I feel like. So yeah, I think it just happens for some people, right? Like, I don't know. Um, I've always found that kind of weird too, because I've done other drugs, but I never smoked weed, really? which is like, I don't know. I just never was good. F- like I never had a good experience with it. I've done it. a molly head, but you didn't <laughs> fucking smoke a blunt. Well, I've had like, I don't know. I've smoked weed here and there, but I just had bad experiences with it. And it was never enjoyable for me. And yeah, it was just like, I hated it. I would rather do something more like, I don't know. I don't know, I guess they're serious. I don't know what you call it. Actually, funny enough, the one and only time I did Molly was at your house. (laughs) Just a little side note. (laughs) It's not even like I did that regularly, um, but it was just always like, to me, thinking of it would be more enjoyable to do that than it would to to smoke weed. But um, I don't know, some people are just different, right? Like, 
I've also just don't really have addictive personality to any sort of drug. So I think that's maybe the main thing, right? If you get hooked on weed, it's easy to jump to something else. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. For me, like, I don't really smoke weed in front of other people. I'll just do it 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 by myself and like chill and maybe go to bed and eat some snacks. I don't know. Yeah. See, that's like, I've, I've never done any sort of drug by myself. I just like, I don't know. I just can't. I usually get peer pressured into it also. So, but do you like, did you ever drink alone or like have some casual beers or anything? Um, maybe way back when I was like first 19 and thought it was super cool to buy a case of beer. But like after that, no, not really. It'd usually be like drinking with at least one other person, I would say. Yeah. Not alone. It just felt weird to me to do that by myself. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> going back you know, the to the gateway my, drug, yeah, your brother, brother started, he fell, in, into, fell the into the stoner crowd. crowd, just like a bunch of delinquents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, like, I guess during that time, your parents kind of see that phase and they think it's just a phase. Yeah. Like, well, like how involved were they with all that stuff? Like, I mean, I just know like with my dad, when we were going through high school, he wasn't really, I don't know. He didn't. He he must have paid attention, but I feel like he wasn't, like, always just, like, I don't know. I don't think he really paid that much attention to that kind of stuff. I don't know, um, like, how much, yeah, I guess pretty much, like, how how involved were they with it? Yeah, I could say that, I don't know, I was the youngest. Well, I am the youngest. Okay. That hasn't changed, obviously, (laughs) but I feel like I was the most sheltered child Mm -hmm. of all three of us, and, like, my parents were always looking out for me. Is Alicia drinking? Mm -hmm. What's she doing? Like... So he kind of flew under the radar. He kind of flew under the radar for a little bit there. And, um, it kind of like got to the point where it was already too bad Mm -hmm. by the, by the time that they realized like what was going on. And even so, like, I don't even know to this day if my parents know to what extreme it went to. Mm -hmm. I'm sure my mom does, but she doesn't like to talk about it. Yeah, Yeah. I'll tell you a little story. I used to. This was when I was in grade 12, Mm -hmm. like when it really started getting bad. I would say summer going into grade 12 and like I would always smell something weird in the bathroom and like I was like, hey, like a bathroom doesn't smell like this. Like something's going on in this bathroom. And so like from the like from there on out, even though everyone was like, oh, Jeff, I guess I can say his name. Jeff has a drinking (laughs) problem. (laughs) I always knew it was more, Mm -hmm. but like. I didn't know what. Mm-hmm. And when I was working at my job in Langley, basically twice, which is crazy. I mm-hmm. think there must be like a drug epidemic going on in Langley. Um, but <laughs> I would, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah, like like two people. The time I was there, I guess I was there for like, what, four years. Mm-hmm. Two people got caught with drugs in the bathroom, like doing hard drugs. At your job. At my job. Oh, that's weird. And like, but before that, I was like, "Hey, the bathroom at my work smells the same as my bathroom at home. Like, this is oh, really?" And that's kind of how like I realized what it was is because through my work, like they found these drugs in the bathroom, and they said what it was. Mm -hmm. Like they showed us it, and they were like, "Whose is this? Like, we want to help you." Yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit! Someone's doing drugs in the bathroom at work, and like that's what my brother's doing at home. Mm -hmm. Like, it's." Or that's what he was doing because that was a couple years after. But yeah, yeah. I was like crazy. 
That's a weird coincidence. Yeah. So just like throughout the years, I would see like a bunch of stuff like that and it just like scarred me Mm -hmm. so much and like not being able to really talk about it with my parents too. Yeah, I guess so. Every time you tried to bring it up, they kind of just blew it off as if it was like less than what it was. Yeah. And like, I can't really blame my parents for that. Like they were trying to shelter me from it, but like they didn't really understand to what extent I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. And like even my extended family, I would always be so resentful towards them because we would see stuff at like family dinners and stuff and Mm -hmm. they would just brush it under the rug like oh he's just drunk like it happens yeah yeah. it's like no this is like an everyday occurrence like Mm -hmm. this isn't just like a rare thing yeah okay so it would affect you more yeah and then I would just kind of like be shunned like I wouldn't bring it up to my parents because they would just kind of shrug it off Mm -hmm. so like I bottled so much up Mm -hmm. that like eventually I was like I can't do this anymore yeah this is crazy And, like, there's been so many times when, like, my mom has gotten, like, a phone call in the middle of the night, like, and it's just, like, oh, my brother's in the hospital. And it's, like, "Uh uh-huh. like. So it just kind of became, like, normal. Yeah, and it just, like, would give me such bad anxiety. And that's kind of, like, where it began, I guess. And did, like, you and your brother fight a lot or anything? Or was it kind of, like, you would just visually see these things and be bothered by it? Or would he actually, like, um, also do things to you that would bother you like would he yell and like you guys would fight and shit or like you would just kind of see this like go by oh yeah there's been times when i thought my brother was gonna beat me to death like okay so it's pretty like fearful for you threatened to kill me before and like i don't even know if he knows that he's done that like so when he was like all messed up he would threaten and get all yeah okay so so you never really got to you didn't really feel safe um, being around him no and yeah I remember I brought a boyfriend home one time and he threatened to beat his ass and I didn't my parents were out of town <laughs> I, like I didn't even know what to do I had to sleep in my car oh my like, <laughs> my boyfriend <laughs> lived in north van like oh my god we were like, wasted okay yeah we have to sleep outside yeah I literally was like I guess we're sleeping in my car tonight oh my god I remember we took a cab to like a hotel and it was like no vacancy there's no hotels in Delta. Yeah, true. So it's like, okay, like, cause we got to sleep this one off. Like, it's just like shit like that. It like really adds up and like. It's just that kind of like constant stress that's yeah. always there. It never really goes away. And then like you would get anxiety about like it happening again. Mm-hmm. Like kind of that'd be like almost like a PTSD. Yeah. Hmm. But then like I still during that, like I had a reason to have anxiety. Mm-hmm. But, like, it continued on, even though, like, even after I moved out and, like, didn't have that, like, constant stressor in my life, I guess. Yeah. Like, it just, like. Yeah, it's still there. Like, if you haven't really healed from it or, you know, dealt with it, it just doesn't just leave. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, that would have been, like, all through high school. So, that was kind of, like, the worst was, like grade 12 mm-hmm. and even in grade 12 like I didn't even want to drink like I was such a loser <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even know what else to say like my friends would want to go and like party and I'd just be like no like I'm good <laughs> yeah it just really turned you off from doing yeah because I was like well if this could happen to him like it could happen to me yeah it doesn't seem like it would be at that point it doesn't seem like something fun in your eyes right when you have a different experience with those things then like yeah. it almost makes you more like scared of anything to do it yeah I feel like it took away like a few years of my life because I was just like no I don't want to try anything like Mm -hmm. 
like I started pulling away from friends because they would go out and do stuff. And then I'd be like, well, I don't want to do that. So Mm -hmm. it's like not even bad things. It's like, let's go and have a few beers in the basement. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to drive though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who is this loser? That's not the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like staring at you and you don't drink. So it's like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, so that was mainly like anxiety that you were dealing with then. Yeah, I would say so, but I didn't realize it at the time. Oh, so when it was happening, you weren't even, you didn't even know. I was just kind of like, oh, like this fucking blows. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't like, oh, I have an anxiety problem because. I think too, within like that situation, it kind of like slowly builds and maybe you don't really realize it's kind of just gets worse and worse as it goes on. And like. You become used to that feeling. And yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily feel good, but um, it's not like, I don't know. I feel like if you were just like kind of zero to like some crazy thing right away, you notice it um, maybe a lot more. Yeah. I feel like I didn't really realize that I had an issue with anxiety until I went to college after high school. My mm-hmm. parents like forced me to go to college. I was like, I have no idea what I want to do. And they're like, listen, <laughs> you go to college or you pay rent. And I was like, oh, I don't want to fucking pay rent. Like, it blows. Yeah. So I was like working like my retail job and like, I just took like the bare minimum courses, like three classes is full time. You get your benefits and call it a day. <laughs> like you have to live for free. I would say I dropped out a couple times. Like I just wouldn't even go to my classes and sorry, mom. Like I didn't write my exams. <laughs> oh my God. Like I think at one point my GPA was like 1.5 or something. And I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> I really blew it. So how long did you do that? Probably like two years. Just pissed around. Just pissed around. <laughs> I just like, Piss poor. I was working like a minimum wage job too. I guess I didn't really have any bills. Like my parents, I think my parents still paid my cell phone bill even okay. until like two years out of high school. Yeah. yeah. I want to say. Okay. I think, or maybe I paid that. I'm not sure, <laughs> but I didn't really have any, like I didn't have a car at the time. Mm-hmm. I think I got a car maybe like two, like. So you went to college with a car. Yeah. I took the sky train. Oh, that's not bad if you're close to it, actually. Yeah, but that is when I realized that I definitely have an anxiety problem is because I would go to school. Mm -hmm. I'd get such a bad panic attack, like, every time I walked into Douglas College. Okay, so you you started getting panic attacks. I started getting straight-up panic attacks, like, crying, like, can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And then I would just be like, well, I'm not going to class. Like, I'm in (laughs) the bathroom, like, (laughs) fucking crying for no reason. And was, do you remember your first panic attack? Was it at co- like college, like showing up one day, you just had one? My first panic attack was actually right before grad, but I didn't know it was a panic attack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what happened is like, I guess my anxiety got so out of control that I was like gaining or not gaining, losing significant weight like mm-hmm. right before grad. Yeah. And like, I kept getting my dress altered and it was like, <laughs> You're like fuck, I'm I just shedding weight. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I'm eating like a, like normal. Yeah. And like, I don't know why I'm losing all this weight. Like mm-hmm. I would go and try on my dress after they altered it and it would be You're loose too- again. Holy. And it was strapless. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Like just falls stuff off. my bra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I started getting, I don't know. I was at home one day and like the alteration lady called and like, 
I just started having a full-blown panic attack and mm-hmm. like it wasn't even like I don't feel like I had like a big reason to have a panic attack or anything like it wasn't like someone was dying or like yeah just sometimes it, it just was just happens. like triggered by like one more alteration on my grad dress and I was like full meltdown <laughs> like, <laughs> uh so yeah I definitely remember that because I mean panic attacks fucking suck yeah they're like the worst you I literally mean, feel like you're dying well and that's the worst part about <laughs> it is like you don't I mean that's why it's a panic attack is because you don't know why it just yeah. happens, right? And you're just like all of a sudden sitting there, like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's they're terrible. But like, I feel like after my first one, there was kind of a gap. Mm-hmm. But once I had my first one at school, it was like triggered every time I was at school. So yeah, it like, so it would you'd get it every time you yeah. showed up again. Yeah, that's. That's shitty. And it's like, how do you explain that to your parents that are like spending money for your schooling? Like, mom, I have a panic attack every time I get there. I can't <laughs> She's go. She's like, shut up. Like, you're full of shit. Yeah, it's hard when people don't. I mean, my parents didn't really. My mom sort of understood, but my dad not so much. So what happened after that then? You had all the panic attacks going on. You, How long did you put up with those for at school? I don't remember the exact timeline. I I did you like, like take any start taking anything for them or like Yeah, I went to the doctor and I got Ciprolex. Okay, yeah. And yeah. that's usually used for depression. Mm-hmm. I think they prescribe it for anxiety too, and yet, like pretty often. Yeah, I know someone else who just got that for anxiety like recently. Was he on the podcast? Because I was listening, I was like, been there. No. <laughs> or okay. Oh, Dylan talked about it, but yeah. no, no, the, okay. the other guy hasn't been on yet. Okay, yeah. So I got that prescribed to me and that was a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like I don't know if this is how it's supposed to be, but like I couldn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. I was like numb to every emotion. How long did it take for that to happen? For it to kick in? Yeah, like till you was it like right away? I feel like I don't I didn't really notice it right away just okay. because like I don't know, maybe nothing drastic happened for a couple weeks of my life where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I should be crying for this, but I remember one drastic event happened in my life when I was like, I should be hysterical right now. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like, well, that fucking sucked. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But like, I didn't, I wasn't crying or anything. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, that's so weird. Like, I feel like I should be really upset right now, but like, I don't feel anything. Yeah. And I like just went home. It was like the guy I was dating, like hooked up with my best friend in front of my eyes. And I was just kind of (laughs) like... Shit happens. <laughs> 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 Holy fuck. Yeah, that's like, pretty bad. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a normal person would be like either like super like choked. Yeah, like really mad or like, or, like heartbroken. Yeah. Or like probably all of the probably those. all of those like throwing <laughs> bottles and stuff. Like I was yeah. just kinda like, huh. Yeah. Interesting. So so that's when you figured there was a problem with yeah, taking the I was medication. Like, okay, I don't want to take this anymore because this is really weird. And, like, even the days after that, I was still taking it, and I was like. Yeah, it takes a while to to come off of it. Or did you just drop it altogether? You just stopped taking it? Like, maybe, like, a week after that happened, I was like, okay, this is, like, not me at all. Mm Because I've always been a super emotional person, but I didn't feel anything. And even talking to my friends about what happened, they are like, are you okay? I was like, yeah. Like, I'm perfectly. I feel good. (laughs) I don't feel bad. (laughs) I was like, I don't feel anything. Yeah. So dangerous, though. Because I was like. How long did you take it for? 
I've only ever like gotten the one prescription. I think it's like thirty pills. Oh, something. so you were you or maybe didn't it was even sixty? Like I didn't even renew the. Oh, okay. So you used it for like a month it. or something. Yeah. Holy! I was like, okay. That's good though, because the longer you take it, the harder it is to get off too. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that could be dangerous to society. Well, yeah, I know a lot of people that'll you know have been on it for a year or two, mm-hmm. and when you come off of it, people get like. You know, people have like seizures and all sorts of crazy really? shit. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't have, know that. Yeah, and like usually you have to slowly wean off and like cut your dose by like a little bit, and like sometimes that might take months for people just to get off of it, because you get like crazy like brain spasms and all this shit. Like, yeah, it fucks you up pretty bad. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. They don't tell you that when they give it to you. Yeah, and like <laughs> I literally went to a walk-in clinic. I was like, I'm having anxiety. And she was like, well, yeah, you have anxiety. Here's this. Try it out. (laughs) Yeah. No explanation of what it does. Mm -hmm. I remember I was taking psychology classes at the time and like I learned a little bit about it and stuff. Okay. What people took for certain things. I don't even remember. But I was like, okay, it seems fine to take. Yeah. But like, I feel like as a doctor, you should probably explain that to your patient. Yeah, there's not usually much explanation. It's just like here you there. go, take this once a day, and yeah. Well, I mean, you that's might how feel better. That's how the medical system is now, right? You just yeah. go in. You, I don't know. They think you got something. You get a pill. That's pretty much it. It's the norm, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah it's hard to find a good doctor. <laughs> yes. No disrespect, but like they're just trying to meet their quota for the day and get out of there. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy how fast you go in and out, and especially at a walk-in too, right? It's yeah. even worse. Like. I remember sometimes having to go to those because I was just like, maybe same scenario, right? Having crazy panic attack. I'm going to die. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go to the walk-in. And you're in there for like two minutes. I'm like, I don't even feel any better. They yeah. just like give you a prescription. They don't ask anything. You're just out of there. So I could literally, the walk-in clinic that I go to, to refill my prescriptions for whatever I need. Like mm-hmm. I could ask for anything. I know. That's the <laughs> like, thing. It's like. She doesn't even look at me. She's like, hey, how's it going, Alicia? Like, yeah, how's yeah. your day? I'm like, great. Uh, here for this. And she'll be like. Scribble, scribble. It's like on the computer. She just signs it. She's like, here you go. Well, (laughs) and that's a problem with people getting addicted to some of those like harder drugs too um, that are prescription, right? Like Mm -hmm. some of those painkillers and things. Like anybody can go in there and just get that shit. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty brutal. And that's how like a lot of drug addictions start in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's like you get surgery or something. Yeah. Hospital related and you get like oxy or something. You yeah. And like kinda... most people end up on um, like disability leave too, when they do that. Right. So you're just sitting at home doing these fucked up drugs, like sitting on yeah. the couch and then it's like, Oh, I'll probably do a couple more of these before, you know, it's been two months you've been on this shit. And then it's like, then you have to try and go back to work and get off. it. It's pretty tough. I remember I used to have this problem with my eyes where, it's going to sound gross, but like the top layer of my eye would like peel off in my sleep and it was like excruciating. The, like your eyeball. Like the top layer of like. Or your eyelid. Of No, like the eyeball. Like your actual eyeball would like just ex- come off. <laughs> it like exposes nerves. Okay. Yeah, there would be like holes in my on my eyes like you could see with like a microscope. They would do it every night. I wouldn't do it every night. Oh. I'd probably get it like maybe like once a year. Oh, okay. I was like, fuck, every night you just wake up with no top layer of your eyeball. And, like, they still don't even know, like, what caused it. Mm-hmm. I kind of know how to deal with it now, so I don't really get it anymore. But I just remember one time, like, I woke up, I was screaming at, at home, mm-hmm. and my dad gave me an oxy because he has gout. So he oh, has okay, it for yeah, that. Yeah. And I was just floating. I was like, this is phenomenal. 10 out of 10. Good. 
<laughs> like so dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never done it, so I don't know what it feels like. But I hear people. I yeah, I mainly hear people say similar things. I would say. Yeah, and I'm very sensitive to anything that goes in my body. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, weed. Like I have a very low tolerance. Okay. Like even Tylenol ones. Yeah. Like I feel high when I take a Tylenol one, and it has like minimal codeine in it. Yeah, I feel like I, I'm the same way. I would yeah. too. Yeah, I don't have to like. Well, especially now that I don't really drink or take any drugs. Like I haven't taken a prescription or even like an Advil in probably like five years. Really? Yeah. Not even an Advil. I don't take anything. Props to you. So I feel like if I were to take one of those things now, it'd be fucked. (laughs) You're the get drunk off one beer kind of guy. Pretty close. Like I can go and have one beer now and like I can fully feel it. Like I'll I'll get home and I'm like, okay, like I'm tipsy for sure. I'm like. It's, uh, I don't know what happened. Like, I used to be able to handle it. Now I'm just like, I'm weak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just used to, I mean, I just don't drink anymore. You get build that resilience, but yeah. kind of let that fall. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got on the topic of my eyeballs. <laughs> me neither. Drugs. Um, drugs. Oh, oh, panic attack drugs. Oh, right. Because you're going right, to, right, right, then right. you took that stuff, then you got off of it. Um. So you were still having like general anxiety and panic attacks after that. Yeah, for and, sure. And you were still in college at this time or had Timeline. you left? I might've been between like, basically I was at Douglas college for maybe two years on and off. Okay. And then I was like, okay, I need to do something with my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go and try a different college. So I went to Quantlin. Okay. And at that time I was like, my GPA is so trashed. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, do I even want to transfer my credits? Like, I, I do have some, but it's like... Maybe not worth do it. Do I want to restart or do I transfer? Anyway, I ended up transferring the credits and going mm-hmm. to Quantlin. And I loved it. Yeah. Um, And I feel like being in a different environment kind of helped my anxiety too. Okay. So, yeah, I feel like that's usually a good switch. Especially, yeah. like, if you have a pan- panic attack at, like, Douglas... um. It's not necessarily like that that place is shitty while you keep getting them. It's just because you had one there. So every time yeah. you show up to that spot again, it fucking sucks. And you're thinking about it and you're like, fuck me. I'm going to get it. I'm going to feel this way again. Whereas like if, when you went to the new place, if that didn't happen, then you kind of build the opposite way. You're like, oh, like I'm good here. And yeah. then it just like keeps rolling over that way instead of negative. But just even the environment of people there too. It was for me, different. It was just so different. Like I feel like I... F- Found my tribe. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like, Douglas is more so, like, sport-oriented. Okay. And I was, like, a business student, so it's, like... Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Like, it was, it was cool being around entrepreneurs and stuff and people with... At, like, like Quantlin. At Quantlin, yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Maybe Just more enjoyable crowd. Yeah. More nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But... I don't know. I guess over the years, like my anxiety has definitely subsided a lot. Mm-hmm. I've had bouts of depression for sure. Mm-hmm. But day to day, I maybe have one panic attack a year. Yeah, that's pretty good. So it's like, I can handle this. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's probably yeah. like, I don't know, fairly common. But I mean, you were kind of the first person I really met that was like, your diet makes such a difference in how you feel mentally. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone, my mom would always 
tell me about it physically because I'd be like, I'm so fat. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like, all That's all most people say about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was always told I was going to be fat. And that oh, really? that's why I thought I was healthy for so long because all my dad would say is literally, you're going to be fat and you're going to get diabetes. <laughs> and I'm like, I honestly don't even give a fuck. I'm like, I'm skinny as shit. Even if I put on like 30 pounds, it's not going to be a bad thing. Yeah. And then B, I see all these people with diabetes. And I'm like, I don't even care, man. You just stab yourself with this little thing and do insulin. I'm like, fuck, I'll eat all the treats I want and get diabetes. <laughs> like I didn't even, it didn't even phase me. Cause also back then my belief about, I guess, like healing in the medical system was like, yeah, whatever, get diabetes, just do what they tell you to do. Take this dumb little insulin thing and you'll be fine. And our friend, uh, a good friend of mine, his brother had it and it actually didn't seem that bad because yeah, he just did the little stab thing and then he'd be like, oh, my blood sugar's low, just eat some chocolate bars. (laughs) I'm like, holy fuck, that doesn't even seem bad. I'm like, I get, so yeah, I was never really phased by it. Until like obviously got super fucked up and then then looked into it all and you realize how much it actually affects. And I mean, you're never even, you know, it's never even mentioned to you by a doctor or anyone, right? They they don't even learn any of that shit. I don't think they learn any nutrition anymore. They used to do like four hours, I was told. And then someone recently told me that they're trying to take all the nutrition out of the doctor, um, training, schooling, whatever the hell yeah, you call straight it. Straight to a naturopath. Yeah. But I think, I mean, that's okay. Anyways, like there's other people to see for that stuff. Like you, you want to get information from a doctor that is four to 10 hours, or you want to get information from someone that's all they study kind of just like goes yeah. back to finding someone who's um, going to be overqualified in that area. I just even remember back in high school when I had acne and they'd be like, I go to the doctor and they'd be like diet has absolutely nothing to do with this i'm mm-hmm. like yes it does like oh, yeah. are you kidding i i noticed that now too like i didn't have the best skin but that's the same reason i just ate shit all the time yeah. and like even now um if i i'll eat a piece of chocolate like the size of my thumbnail i'll get a pimple are you serious like 100 percent. that's sensitive yeah and it happens every time and like chocolate just does it like i could eat a piece of pie or a whole pie and i'll be fine but like I don't know why it's chocolate. And every time I'm like, oh, fuck, like, I'll probably be good. Nope, I'll have a tiny piece. Boom, fucking pimple. I'm like, that fuck. sucks. Yeah. And I just chocolate's like. Chocolate's so good, too. Mine's kind of, I guess, dairy. But it's not instant like yours. It's just like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You have a latte or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I just haven't really tested it that much. I don't eat dairy. Yeah, I don't really eat dairy either. So maybe that's why yeah. I don't have a problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, that's good. Who knows? I don't know. Diet definitely has a lot to do with my good mental health, though. And it had, so when did you start incorporating diet into some of that stuff? Okay, well, I guess going to my migraine discussion. Okay. Sorry to swap it over. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. Basically, I started getting really, really bad migraines. Like, Mm -hmm. couldn't move, like, could, like, had to lay in a dark room, throwing up, really bad migraines. And so when was, so you kind of like subsided from anxiety and stuff after moving colleges, like you felt better going to Kwantlen. And then at that point, was your anxiety just like livable? It was just livable. So you weren't like bothered by it. You weren't like trying to find all this doctors and help and like trying other things. You just kind of lived with it and it was good. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, then the migraine started. And then the migraine started. Okay. Post. 
Okay. I would say I was pretty good with my anxiety. Like, yes, I would have flare-ups for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, like, I kind of just knew what it was, and I wasn't really researching into why I had like had it. Yeah, if I, it was diet or if it was like my brother's. Yeah, you didn't upbringing. look into Like, it. I don't know. I just it wasn't my main concern okay. at the time. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Is. <laughs> stupid as that sounds but (laughs) well if it's not bad enough to force you to do that stuff but then I started getting really bad migraines and that was like it was like the anxiety was like mentally exhausting and Mm -hmm. the migraines were like physically exhausting okay so it was like okay once I can't like actually do anything while I have a migraine Mm -hmm. like you can still kind of incorporate your anxious state into your daily life yeah yeah a migraine it's like okay well i'm staying home today yeah yeah i can't really do anything until this subsides it's just too bad to move well like my dad had them when we were growing up and i remember sometimes he would just lay in bed all day yeah and i didn't really understand it and he'd always be like oh i take all these pills doesn't do shit um and that's like all i ever really knew about them also he thought it was because my grandma used to get them i guess and then he'd be like oh I don't know. Maybe they thought it was like a gene thing too. I don't know. Yeah, I thought about that too, but no one in my family has history of migraines. So I was like, clearly I just got fucked here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, going from anxiety to migraines. I'm like, yeah. mm, okay. So messed you kind of did a switch. Yeah, messed up mentally and physically here. But for me, I always would, it would be triggered by soccer. And like, I played competitive soccer all throughout high school and like growing up and stuff and then like kind of took a break and then started playing soccer again and it would always trigger my migraines and it just didn't make sense i wonder yeah that's weird like what part of soccer like you didn't hit your head it was just like maybe the physical exhaustion from it i don't know but i was kind of like okay well i go to the gym and i don't get a migraine after like i run and don't get a migraine i'm like what about it? Is it like the sudden movements or like mm-hmm. the hard ground? Like what? Yeah, <laughs> exactly that's weird. Is it? And so I went to the doctor and she was like, well, if soccer triggers your migraines, then why not just quit? <laughs> and I was just kind of like, that is the worst advice I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and she would give me all this stuff to try because I went back to her a couple of times and be like, She'd give me something to try. I'd try it. I'd be like, I'm still having migraines. <laughs> She'd give me something else and it wouldn't work. I'd be like, okay, this is exhausting. Yeah. And then I, st- that's kind of when I started researching like diet and stuff. And so you started to just look into it on your own. Yeah. I started yeah. to look into it on my own because I was like, I can't believe that a doctor just told me to quit a physical activity because <laughs> it, was suddenly triggering my migraines. Like, it's not like it always did. It's oh, like, it wasn't always. It was no, just like, but I, if you did get one, it would. Yeah, usually I would get it on Sunday after soccer. Like, oh. Hmm. And so I tried the vegetarian diet and mm-hmm. like it just started working for me. I wouldn't get migraines as much. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just went with that. And yeah. That's kind of what that was. <laughs> and, and you've stuck with that since? I've stuck with that since and... I mean, How long ago was that that you started it? Uh, three to four, three years maybe. Okay. Three, four years. Yeah, it's still quite a while. I mean, I cheat. I like, <laughs> definitely had a phase where I was like, yeah, screw this vegetarian stuff. Like, it's just so hard. Like, especially when you're like 
dating someone and they're like <laughs> eating normal food and you're like, this sucks. Like, what am I going to get at a Chinese food restaurant? You know what I mean? Yeah. My friend struggles with that a lot. Like the dating thing. He's like, fuck, like my girlfriend just wants to go out and get steaks and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, like, and then he's like, I feel like a pussy because I'm not eating the fucking steaks. So yeah. he's like, he has trouble with that. But, um, I also think like now more than ever, it's actually easier to do those diets, especially with eating out, um, like right now, but like four years ago when you would have started and that would have been about when I started as well, it wasn't normal to have vegetarian stuff in restaurants because I remember it like you couldn't go to Cactus Club. You couldn't go to Earl's. They didn't have a veggie menu. And now they do. They have a full blown menu for it. Like everywhere does. And like, you know, I still don't necessarily think that like Earl's or Cactus Club veggie meals are the healthiest option, but like at least there's an option. Um, whereas like, I remember starting, like, that's why I went to Wendell's like every day. (laughs) Wendell's was the only place that had, they had a gluten-free, dairy-free, like side veggie menu that you could ask for. And they were totally open to like doing all the subbing and stuff. You know, most restaurants like, oh, can I sub this for that? And they get weird about it. Um, and that was like one of the only places, especially out in Langley, like there was nowhere else to go. Um, whereas now... I think the option is, it's, well, obviously the options are everywhere. You can pretty much eat veggie anywhere you want. And it's not really, I mean, I feel like it was frowned upon like years ago going into restaurants and stuff, but. Yeah. I feel like back then though, it was also kind of like, okay, well nothing serves vegetarian options. So like I'm going to make my own food and mm-hmm. it's going to be great. And, yeah. You know, I wasn't eating fast food or anything because there was no options. <laughs> like, it's yeah, like, it's almost even worse now to think about that. You can yeah. actually get, gets all the, sh- like the plant-based burgers and like what A&W's chicken nuggets now. Honestly, like vegan chicken nuggets are pretty good. Like, I've I'm never not had gonna them. Lie, they're pretty good. Yeah. But I wouldn't go out of my way for it for sure. Like, no, it's nice to do a treat thing once in a while, but like, I don't, if I'm going to cheat, like what, I don't even know what's worse. What's worse eating chemical ass chicken nuggets or like just eating a fucking chicken wing. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of where like my thought is with them. Like I don't even, I don't eat it cause I think it's healthy. I just know that like whatever I'm cheating and eat some shit food today. Yeah. But. Well, for me, like once I cut out meat though, like I'm so sensitive to it when I mm-hmm. eat it, it's like instant migraine. Oh, do you get it from get, it? Yeah. I get migraines from meat too. So it's like, mm. okay. but then I'm like is it everything I cut out and then reincorporate? Like I stopped playing soccer and then I started again. (laughs) Are you good with soccer now though? After the diet change? Yeah. Well, I started getting Botox shots for my migraines, which is actually the only thing that's ever worked for me. Like eat like, like more than like diet, like help diet helped. Like how, like how much say your, say your migraines like a 10 after you did diet, what did it bring them down to? Well, in terms of like, I don't know, occurrence and, occurrence. and, um, did it, yeah. Did, what did it change? It, I mean, did it change occurrence or did it also change like, um, how painful, they, how painful they were? I wouldn't say it changed how painful they were, but it definitely changed occurrence. Okay. I, I want to say like 80%. Lower. Yeah. Well, that's fucked. Like load. I was, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what did he like, get like, okay, well that's pretty good. But still like I would still get them like yeah. every now and then. And it was honestly the worst. Mm-hmm. So Obviously, I'm researching Still how looking to, for I'm looking for a solution. And then I started reading about how Botox helps. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, shoot me up. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, because, well, when you mentioned that before, 
I was like, I want to look it up. And I looked mm-hmm. it up and like, I actually couldn't really find that much information yeah. on it. Oh. So, well, I don't know. I mean, I did a really brief search and I was more trying to figure out like what was actually in the shit and how that affected you. Not so much like just getting it and stopping the migraine, yeah. but... I think like clinical studies are hard to come by for it. Yeah, but there's, a, there's so. a lot of like blogs, just people posting about it's it. Like, yeah. oh, this changed my life, mm-hmm. and like that's kind of. I was like, you know what? I'll try anything. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, if it's gonna make me look a little bit younger at the same time, <laughs> like, what yeah. do I have to lose? A couple hundred bucks. Yeah. But it worked for me so well, and mm-hmm. it's like when my Botox is, I can tell when it's running out, mm-hmm. and like. I don't know, like just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, I just want to put it off until after the holidays. I usually mm-hmm. go about twice a year. Yeah. And like, I could see my eyebrow drooping and I was like, oh <laughs> shit, it's running out. I was like, no, but I'm going to wait a few more weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I waited too long. <laughs> I waited too long. I've literally had a migraine on and off for the past week and a half. So it's bad once it runs out. Yeah, so bad. Hmm. Are you still on a vegetarian diet? Well, I cheated, so uh, <laughs> so maybe that. Okay, I had to make chicken on like a week and a half ago, which triggered the whole thing probably in the first place. Oh, really? But okay, hmm. so it still comes back strong if you don't do that. Oh yeah, like this is like full oh. throttle for me. Yeah, I just wonder how bad it would be if you fully stopped the Botox and still ate normal. Probably still be pretty bad. It'd be so bad. Hmm. But. I don't know. They say about Botox is it's not like permanent, permanent, mm-hmm. but like I think it always stays in your system. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I haven't done it. I haven't don't done any. Re- I haven't done any research on <laughs> yeah. it. Might have to now. But the thing about Botox too is it takes a couple weeks to kick in. So it's like okay, I got my shot. I was like, okay, well, I need to go now. Like I've mm-hmm. had a migraine for three days. Had to call in sick to work. Oh, really? Like, I need to go and get this shot done. Mm-hmm. I just need to bite the bullet and pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> but it hasn't fully kicked in. Mm. Okay. So it takes a couple of weeks to kick in, and then you're good to go. Yeah. And it usually lasts six months. Uh, Yeah, it depends, kind of. Does it get... Do you, Is it kind of like, do you have to get them more often, do you find, like, as it goes? Like, does it start to wear out faster? Uh, I haven't noticed that. But you actually, consistent. you actually don't have to get as much every time you go. You get less. The yeah, next you time. get less. Oh, well, that's so not I bad then. it's kind of the opposite. Yeah, because like most things. Most like, things you build up a tolerance. Yeah. But this is kind of like you build on it. Oh, that's not bad then. I feel like, yeah, you start double, like tapping your jam twice as much in there and shit. <laughs> I don't know. Jam it in your face. <laughs> I don't really know how it works. So. Oh, God. I probably sound like a psycho on here. <laughs> my chicken triggers my migraines and like yeah. I get a Botox shot for that. <laughs> so yeah, like you can eat, now you can eat McChickens all day. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> um, well, that's pretty interesting actually. Maybe my dad should go get those. I'm going to tell him. Do you think he would listen to that? I don't know. At some points he probably would have tried it. You're in bed for three days. You probably do anything. Yeah. No, you should definitely look into it. I wonder if any other guys do it. I feel like it's kind of like... Oh, guys get Botox. Do they? Yeah. Maybe I mean, a... maybe more like secretively. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, I don't know why people are so secretive about it in the first place. I feel like... like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's for wrinkles. Yeah. Like, you use face cream for that too. And usually like... 
I don't know. Usually when people have it like bad, they like not bad, but like when they have a lot of it, you can just tell anyways. And it's like sometimes people almost lie about that shit, you know, when they have like a fuckload of like face stuff done. Well, I'm I feel like, like that's more like filler though. Yeah, maybe. I don't know the difference of yeah, all the stuff either. Guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know the variations. Like what you put in your lips is not Botox. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I just I, I sh- feel like I need to specify that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys just don't know. Yeah, no, I have no clue. No, that's filler. So hmm. that's kind of different. It's kind of just, I think it just relaxes your muscles. Oh, okay, okay. And like, it's also helped me in other ways too. So it doesn't like physically make a change. It does. But not a lot. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you'd be able to tell if someone got Botox. Okay. Unless, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I have one droopy eyebrow usually and like it raises it a little bit. So like my uh, face is more symmetrical. Okay, okay. And like Oh, my, so like you normally have one that Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it just like would tr- Yeah, okay, never mind. I get it. No, like naturally my face is fucked <laughs> essentially. Okay. <laughs> and it makes it a little less. But like you probably wouldn't be able to look at me and tell. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Like, it's not, like, filler where it's like, oh, you come out looking like a duck-faced yeah, yeah. person, you know? Okay, I get it. I get it. So, that's that. Um, And that you're going to continue on that path with your migraines for now. Yeah, I'll probably continue that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> 75, like, wrinkly going in and getting Botox. Yeah. Like, well, I, I mean, if it helps that well, it just kind of like... It's kind of hard to know. Like, it's like, are you going to have Botox or are you going to have migraines the rest of your life, though? Yeah, I guess you won't it's know. It's like, is it a hormonal thing? Like, yeah, I'm scared. could be anything. <laughs> it's like my migraines might stop at 28 and I won't know and I'll just keep going. Well, do you normally let it like kind of wear down every time? Well, I try not to because stuff like this happens. Oh, and then I'm okay. like, oh my God, this is literally the worst week of my life. True. Yeah, well, I guess maybe you'll never know then. But I also remember when I wanted to be a psychology major, I was taking a psych class and it mm-hmm. was like, you're, something about your facial expressions depicting your mood. Mm-hmm. And like, if you frown a lot, you're going to be like more unhappy because like your face or like your emotions react to your face muscles. Mm-hmm. And so Botox is actually clinically proven to kind of increase like your Incre- mood okay okay yeah yeah i don't know how to put that scientifically but yeah no that's like i notice that all the time like i people used to always think that i was mad like all the time because i mean i, I usually was pretty mad <laughs> but like it would show like you'd be walking around you'd just be like straight face and you know i'd always we'd look pretty unapproachable mm-hmm. and um lately I forget what it was, but something about smiling. I don't even know, but I've been running a lot lately and I'll be running and I'll start like having these thoughts. I'm like, fuck this. I want to give up like all this shit. And then I would literally just look up. And like another big thing for me was I was always looking at the ground. Like when I'm running or walking in public, I'm just looking at the fucking ground. I'm like, nobody look at me. I'm just going like straight line to whatever I'm doing. Um, And I started doing it. I was running. I would just look up. Like, so I could actually see, I'm not looking at the fucking road and then smile and like just doing that, it would change the entire way I feel. I was yeah, like instantly, I'm like, okay, fuck, like whatever, I'll just keep running. And it would just like change the thoughts, change how I felt instead of wanting to like, you know, I'm like looking at the ground, wanting to give up and die or you look up and you're just like, okay, this isn't that bad. Like, 
Um, and even same thing, like you're just at the mall. You either look down, look at the floor or look up, look at the people, smile at them. Like even just smiling at one person makes you feel like a thousand times better than just looking at the shitty floor in the mall. So it makes a big difference. Yeah, it's crazy. What kind of simulation are we in? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Some weird video game. But it's like, I can't frown. I physically cannot frown. So, so now you're like, like forced to be happy. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm a, in a great mood. Do you actually notice it? Yeah, for sure. Really? I feel like once I get my Botox shot, I feel like I'm... <laughs> you're just ready to rock. I'm ready. Hmm. Ready to take on the world. Yeah. Yeah, no, that stuff definitely works. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Hmm. But I mean, society says, yeah. like, you're yeah. fake. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, now that you say the differences, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't care what people think of me. Clearly, here <laughs> yeah. I am on your podcast talking about my mental health breakdown. So, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I think, like, even with that stuff, I think there's just a difference, too, like, with doing a little bit or doing it how you're doing it. Um, the other thing I see with it is when people use like fillers and things, I'll notice that we're like, someone will start doing it, but then I think you get used to it. So like, say you get some filler in your lips, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh yeah, like I like that. But the next time you become used to it and you, that's just like how you look to yourself. So next time you're like, oh, I want a little bit more and get it bigger. And yeah. then all of a sudden I'm like, holy fuck, holy this person's shit. lips are like out of yeah. control. And like, but to them, it probably, they, you, they like probably can't tell, time. right? Because yeah. it's such a little increment every time. They're just like, kind of like with your, um, at an earlier age anxiety, right? It just slowly builds yeah. and you're just used to it. It's the same thing. And like, I even see it with guys who work out, like all of a sudden they're just massive. And I'm like, dude, holy fuck. They're like, no man, I got to get bigger. I'm like, dude, you are so big. Like, how could you even get bigger? Yeah. But like, they're just you slowly grow and then all of a sudden you're there and like, that's just you and you still want to be massive, although you're already massive. Yeah. I feel like that like happens with everything. Mm -hmm. Like if you've ever had like body issues or anything like that, and you look in a mirror when you've lost 20 pounds and you're completely different, you still see yourself in your old view. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's so common. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's hard to see the change in yourself yeah, sometimes like, do you have body dysmorphia <laughs> yeah like i think it's just a thing yeah but yeah i just remember we were at a family gathering and one of our friends that we grew up with came mm-hmm. and she's just like one of those like mm-hmm. fake looking whatever yeah, no yeah. judgment i yeah. don't judge that kind yeah. of thing you do you yeah but my grandma <laughs> oh my god she was like what the fuck happened to bleep's face <laughs> She said like that in front did, of her. Oh my and I god! I was like, "Oh my god, Grandma! Like you can't say that stuff." Did you hear her? Yeah, totally. But like, she just pretended she didn't because it's awkward. Oh my god! Old raging person. <laughs> yeah, I feel like old people just don't give a shit yeah. about that stuff. They're they like, don't. whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, totally true. People go overboard with their lips for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Um. Where the hell are we going with this? Uh, I haven't even talked talked about my major mental breakdown yet. Oh, okay, so let's let's do that they then. They want to hop right into yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. People like that stuff. People, <laughs> people want to hear the lowest of lows. Oh yeah, they do. That's the that's right. the most interesting right. part. Let me preface the story. Okay. I got dumped. Okay. Uh, okay, so I got dumped on a Sunday. Yeah. 
On Monday, I broke my $1,300 laptop that I had just bought three weeks prior. And it was midterm week. Yeah. And I just had a full-blown freaking meltdown. And you <laughs> you know that I'm having a meltdown when something traumatic happens and I start laughing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I literally got this brand new MacBook Air. And I open it at school to, like, start working on a project with my um, friend. Mm-hmm. And I dropped my phone somehow on the screen and mm-hmm. it like did that thing where it goes all rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, God. you dropped your phone on the screen of the computer. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> like restart, restart. Is the computer going to work? Like, nope. Holy. And so I just start laughing. I'm like, what is my life right now? Like I literally got dumped on a Sunday morning, broke my laptop on a Monday morning. Like I'm poor. I can't afford another $1,300 laptop. Yeah. And like I'm about to fail all my midterms. You're going to fail them all. Well, I'm like, I don't have a computer now. And like, I am not in like the headspace to study. Like I'm so already like distraught. How, I guess like how, how long was your relationship and how like abrupt was the breakup? Like, did you see it coming or was it just kind of like, holy fuck, what the hell is going on? Um, well, we were together for two years. Uh, okay, so it's pretty. I mean, long. I guess yeah, it was a little bit rocky at that point, but I was not expecting to break up that day. Okay, so that usually makes it a little like, bit it worse. It was just kind of like we were together on Saturday night, just having a normal night, and then we got in a fight on Sunday morning, and it was done. And so I was just like, "Oh my god!" And so I don't know. And the combo with that is like, for some reason, I had a group midterm. Mm-hmm. Where it was like you get put into groups and you do a midterm together. Okay. But me and this one guy just got paired. So it wasn't like a three or four person group. It was just me and him. And was everybody else in a bigger group? Yeah. Oh, so we nice. Like, well, we got the shaft. Yeah. Like, what the hell? And then I was like, okay, well, I need to pull my stuff together for him. Like, yeah. I if I don't show up, like, he's on his own. Yeah, he's fucked. <laughs> I'm like thinking about this poor kid. I'm like, I definitely need to show up. Because at that point, you could have just fucking bailed and dropped the whole thing. Yeah, it was like some BS business ethics class. Mm -hmm. Like I needed it, but it wasn't like a pre, like it wasn't a prerequisite for anything else. So like I could have just taken it again the next semester. Like it wouldn't have affected my graduation or anything. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh my god, I need to pull it together for this guy. So. And in between this, I go and try and take my laptop back. And it's like a couple days past the return policy. I Mm -hmm. think it was like a two-week return policy at Staples. Oh, who the hell buys a laptop at Staples? I was on sale. Holy fuck. Don't go to Staples. (laughs) I always like, like, I'll go in there, buy paper. And I'm like, look at computers. Does anybody buy that shit here? (laughs) It was like on sale. So it was the, yeah, it was the cheapest at Staples. So I bought it from there. And I'll never go back there. Hmm. Because they were so rude to me when I tried to bring it back. Like, understandably so, I yeah. guess. But, like, in my mental state, I was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst. So did you get a new one? No. And so, well, I actually ended up profiting from this mistake. But oh, there you go. Somehow, with my luck, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Someone Something. had to throw me a bone. Yeah, yeah. So. But, okay, so after this group midterm... I was studying with this guy all day and I was like, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Like mm-hmm. I cannot focus on this at all. We do the midterm. And I remember just driving home 
And like, I was just like, so fucked. Like I was like suicidal and mm-hmm. I was, I've never been like that before. Like yeah. I've been depressed, but yeah, I've yeah. never been on like the level where it's almost like not your mind talking to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was kind of like snapping in and out of it. Like my mind was like drive into the median and like, then I'd be like, what the fuck? I don't want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. that's like, like, why am I thinking like this? I remember I drove myself to the hospital and I was calling my mom. I was like, I'm fucked. Like, <laughs> just like bawling my eyes out. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I'm literally outside Delta hospital. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to go in there mm-hmm. because I know that they're just going to like either put me in the psych ward or like not take me seriously. And there's like no in between. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of all or nothing it's with like, that shit. Yeah. It's like, what I don't know. I just like didn't know anyone there that was trustworthy. My mm-hmm. mom was like at home, like she just didn't... come home. Like, Oh my God. She's like, you're good. You're like, no, I'm literally going to drive into the media. Yeah, I'm, I'm going like, to die. I'm literally going to kill myself. And my mom, poor mom is just at home freaking out. I'm like, I'm at the hospital. And she's like, walk in. <laughs> like, Oh my. And then like. So you, you didn't end up going in? No, I didn't end up going in. I just, I drove home and I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep it off and go to the doctor in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so the next day, I think I had another midterm. Mm-hmm. So I just like kind of went to it, wrote it. And like, mm-hmm. I think I made the doctor's appointment beforehand. Like my family doctor, who I had actually never met. Because my family doctor retired and I got taken under this woman's wing. Yeah, yeah. But she, like, literally dropped everything for me. She was like, just come to my office, like, Mm -hmm. this afternoon and, like, I'll get you in. Mm -hmm. She literally saved my life. Like, I've never been in that state of mind. Mm -hmm. Like, she gave me so much help. I went to like um, a psychiatrist through her and stuff. Yeah. And like, so she hooked you up with a bunch of people to she see. She hooked and me up and like she gave me all these like activities to do and stuff to like to take my mind off of it. Oh, so she didn't just try and give you a bunch of pills and no, shit. She just gave- it was like a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. And like even when I went to the psychiatrist, he's like, yeah, you have a lot of trauma, but like it makes sense. Yeah. So I could prescribe you a bunch of stuff but I don't think you'll need it. Like okay. I can, if you want to. And like, here's, and he obviously explained it cause he's a specialist in yeah. that field. Yes. He's like, this is what it would do for you. But at the same time, like I don't recommend it for you because you're going through some situational shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll subside once you could just yeah. kind of like make it through. And I was like, I was in such a bad mental state that I, broke out in this rash that looked like chicken pox. Like I had like a stress rash. They didn't mm-hmm. even know what it was at the time because I was like, I think I have bed bugs. Oh my God. <laughs> like the doctor's like, they kind of look like flea bites. Like, does your dog have fleas? And I was like, no, it was just a stress rash. Like I was just fucked. Yeah. You had so much going on. Yeah. It was wild. And how long did all that stuff last for? Like, so you didn't end up taking any meds. They gave you some exercises. You stayed with, I'm assuming you probably saw the psychiatrist regularly. Uh, just once actually. Oh, really? I, I kept seeing the regular doctor. Oh, and I, she, I, I like trusted her. I don't know. You had a like good connection with her. But yeah, uh, she wrote me like a three work, a three week work leave. She's mm-hmm. like, take some time off work and like, just take deal care with your yourself. shit. Yeah. And I was like, 
that was so nice. Like no other doctor has ever actually listened to me <laughs> yeah. until that point. Well, that's all. And I was a, like, it's good to know I'm not going like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going crazy, but like. Not fully. Like, <laughs> yeah. Those thoughts are crazy when that stuff happens, but you're just kind of like when you're going in and out of it and you're like, oh yeah, I've just had that before. You're just like, I want to die. And then all of a sudden you're like, why would I want to die? And you're like, I want to die. And you're just kind of like going in and out and just so weird have you been there before oh yeah oh yeah yeah i get it like even i mean i've been i don't know i've been like pretty i was pretty depressed when i was in like my really bad state of anxiety because i was fucked i couldn't even move like i couldn't get out of my bed i couldn't even leave the house right so like that gets depressing um and like some days would be really bad anxiety some days would be just really bad depression and um there was definitely, mine was more around like confusion of what to do. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, how am I supposed to deal with this? Doctors telling me like, I'm fine. This is like fucked. And I remember at one point telling Jamie, like, I was just like, dude, if I ever have to go through this again, I will literally kill myself. I'm like, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. I couldn't imagine like ever having to do this again. And um, it was just kind of constant stuff like that. I mean, it happened all the time. But for some reason, I knew, like, it never scared me enough to want to go to the hospital for thinking I would commit suicide. Um, I would more so go to the hospital for things like thinking I'm going to have a fucking heart attack or, like, I'm having a stroke from, like, uh, I had, like, really bad health anxiety, I guess you would call that. But I would get suicidal thoughts regularly, but I just didn't think... I don't know. Like, I was like, holy fuck, like, I want to die. And then I'm like, but I wouldn't actually kill myself. I don't know. It was weird. Like, I couldn't, I just, for some reason, never thought I would do it as much as I had the thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, But then even like recent, I had a weird episode really recently, actually. Like, I've been doing a lot of running and exercising. And well, I would get really bad depressive states after I drank. So it'd be like, I'd be hungover and it would just be like, I would be kind of fine for a few hours and this just wave of like death would come over me for like, sometimes it only lasts 10 seconds. Sometimes it lasts 15 minutes. I don't know. Sometimes like, and I got that. I went for a run and I came home and I was just here and it, it hit me. And like, I haven't drank in, I don't know, two and a half months now. I haven't had a drink and it's just probably like a month in and I don't even know what was going on. It was just like, I just came in from a run and normally you feel really good. You're supposed to feel good after I'm sitting there and it like came over me and I was like, holy fuck. Like I literally feel like dying right now. Like I could die. And I'm just like, but what the fuck? Like, and that one actually kind of scared me the most because I thought I was in a really good state. Like I am, I feel like I am, but then that just kind of comes over me after exercise. It was odd. So that one, I was like actually a little bit like, okay, this is a little bit like nerve wracking. I don't know what's going on, but um, I haven't had it happen since, and that was the first time I've had something like that. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, you could usually like trace it back to what or caused I, it. Or something. Yeah, well, like or like I was just in such a bad state before for so long that that shit was just normal. Yeah. I was like, whatever. Like I know I'm super fucked. This is a part of it, but like now I'm like, okay, like I'm doing like really good. So that was what scared me the most. Is it was just kind of like, okay, that's weird. Why would that just pop out of nowhere? So I don't know. But actually, sorry, that day, it's when I was launching the website for this podcast. No way. And that day, I had been writing my story. So, like, all day, I was just 
recalling all the events, trying to write like my whole story of what I've kind of been through and why I'm starting it. So I think that even would just surface some emotions and feelings of like, cause I was really trying to dive in and like feel how I felt back then. So I think that's probably would have been a big part of it. I was kind of just bringing up old shit, but. I feel like I'm just so disconnected from my stories now because it's like, I'm in such a different place now. Mm-hmm. Like my anxiety and stuff. Like, I don't know. I just haven't really had to deal with it for a while. It doesn't bother you anymore. Like I'm just in such a different place in my life. Like once I hit that bottom, mm-hmm. it was like, I rebuilt myself from the ground up. Yeah. And like now I feel like I can just conquer anything. So that would have been your rock bottom. That I was guess. definitely my rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, and well, you might, you would have had a pretty quick turnaround with that too. I guess. Or how long was it? Yes and no. Like, I think, like, in a lot of ways, I was still, like, in some toxic situations that mm-hmm. I kind of needed to slowly get out of, like, yeah. such as, like, my job and stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, when I went on a leave of absence for three weeks, like, my boss just kind of, like, used it against me. Mm-hmm. And I was, that's kind of when I finally was like, okay, this place sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, who does garbage. that? Like, I literally got a doctor's note saying I couldn't work and you're going to use that against me. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. But at the same time, it's like I, there was no way I was going to find another, like, job for what I needed because I was still in school. And yeah. I was working, like, so, like, well around my schedule for school and stuff. Yeah, it like, just made sense. It just, like, made sense to stay there. And, like, I knew that I was going to leave it. But, like, it just, like, wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's... So you toughed it out for a bit. I toughed it out for sure. And, like, even after I graduated and stuff, I was like, okay, I'm not going to settle on, like, a job that I hate. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather, like, recognize that this job is temporary that I'm yeah. at right now. And, like, I've trooped it out for four years. Like, troop it out a couple more months and, like, mm-hmm. get what you want. Yeah. And so I was... That's kind of, like, the state of mind that I was in for that. So, I don't know. I, I knew that... It wasn't going to be a forever thing. Yeah. And like, I knew I was outgrowing it and stuff like that. So I don't know. I just like. But then after, so then after that job and you kind of like, cause have you found what you were looking for now? Yeah. So after the job, um, did that sort of all fall away and like you feel, felt a lot better? I was just kind of on like, I don't know, like once I like kicked that dead weight, Mm -hmm. I was just on such like a high Mm-hmm. And it was almost kind of like, like I could conquer anything. And mm-hmm. like, it was kind of a little bit toxic in itself. I'm the fucking best. Like, fuck everyone. Like, <laughs> I literally was on like some other shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And that was kind of just like, okay, um, maybe I need to calm down a little bit. And mm-hmm. like, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, start seeing people's point of views and. Yeah, yeah whatnot but like now you maybe got a little closed-minded about what you thought was best or something I don't yeah know. Okay. i don't know like even like dating and stuff i was like i can get any fucking guy i want <laughs> i was like a little fuck girl oh my <laughs> god it's just like i mean that it is what it is like, yeah like i still like have high like like, I still think of myself highly, but I'm not, yeah. like, I'm the best person in the world, like... It's usually hard to make a decent connection that way, <laughs> yeah. too. They're, like, trying to talk, you're like, nah, nah, I'm the best. Yeah, like, literally, but I don't know, I just put, well, like, a lot of work into myself, yeah. and, like... Well, it's good that you also are aware of that, right? Like, yeah. the problem is that most people are like that with zero awareness. 
So they're like saying a bunch of bullshit and like thinking they're the best. And like, you ever try and talk to somebody like that? Oh yeah. It's like you're sitting at a table and you tell a story maybe or say anything. And that person's like, oh, well, like I did this. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, sick. And then it's like, you know, people will just be like that, but they're not even aware of what they're doing. They're just saying shit. And like, they don't even know any better. So, and you know, maybe they'll live like that for 15 years. Whereas like, you know, at least you understood what was going on and you're able to change that, right? Yeah. I think that's important. I don't know. Like, I would still say, like, I wasn't that outrageous. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't come across as, like, arrogant or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But in my mind, I was the shit. Yeah, yeah. For sure. (laughs) Well, still good that you can tell. And now I'm just, like, coming back to earth. Like, I don't know. I was really into, like, manifesting and stuff. So, like, I would always, like, I'm the best. Like, this is coming to me. All this stuff. And, like... Well, I feel like it's, you have to have some sense of that, right? You have to have some sense of self-worth and that you can accomplish whatever it is that you want to do because honestly, just like believing is half the shit. Like even with healing and anything else, like if you don't believe, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Like you could do anything. You could go see the best healer, doctor, whoever the fuck it is. They could do all this shit. But if you're sitting there and you're just like, fuck this, this isn't going to work. This is garbage. Like it's literally not going to work. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Glad we're on the same page. (laughs) Then I'm like, okay, I go to a psychic and I'm like, is this stuff going to come true? Because I believe it's going to come true now, though. See, that's one thing. Maybe. It's like interesting. I've never been to a psychic um, or anyone who's really told me how my future is going to be. Most of the people that I've seen, like energy readings and things are more like kind of what you're feeling and kind of try and help you figure out what you want. Like to make that decision of what you want so you can go for that. Because for so long in my life, I would focus on, I've never really known what I wanted. I would just be focusing on like more like, how am I going to get there? But I didn't really have where I was going. I'm just kind of like, okay, this is pretty fucking useless. Like, what am I even working towards? Like, so I don't know. I've, but yeah, I've, my, my mom's been to psychic people and she'll like go and then message me and be like, oh my God, like you're going to have a kid and all this shit. And I'm like, fuck mom, stop going to those people. Like that's not <laughs> happening. But Your like, mom thinks she's going to have a kid. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. And yeah. She's like, what the hell? Yeah. So uh, I don't know, but I just don't know what they say or how, I mean, I'm sure there's got to be something behind their doing. Like I don't fully, I don't not believe in it. I just don't have experience with it. So. I feel like you never know. Has anything came true? Like, how often do you see them? I mean, no, I just went in the summer and like... You've only been once. I've only been once. Like, my friends go sometimes and they've said some pretty crazy stuff. Like... Yeah. Oh, like, the person that you're going to date is starts with the letter blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like, to an extent, you could definitely not believe that. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's a weird coincidence. Like, how specific does it get? Uh, it gets pretty specific. I'll mm. let you know in 2020. Apparently, you, I'm supposed g- to meet my soulmate. And, <laughs> and you have the first letter. No, I don't have the first oh, letter. Okay. I should have asked more questions, but I was, Oh, so I you can know. ask, too. You can ask questions, but I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to see what she says and like, that's see what, what I, happens. That's what I like doing, too. When I see people, I don't like trying to hammer them full yeah. of like, random shit. It kind of gave me anxiety after, though. I don't think I would do it again. <laughs> I don't really want to know what my future holds. Yeah. Yeah, that's because uh... she talked to me out of a career choice and I'm like, but like, even though you don't see that for me, like you just talked me out of it because you're a psychic. <laughs> yeah, She's yeah. like, yeah, I don't see that for you. I'm like, oh, damn it. Like, 
I don't know. It just kind of changed my state of mind towards that. Mm. Now I'm like, well, it, like, is that not happening for me because you convinced me? Or is, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, I think that's, yeah, it's totally different than anything that I really experience, like, do. I've just, I don't know. I, I just, for me, it's usually, like, lately I've kind of been doing more like kind of trying to surrender instead of trying to force things so much. Cause I, I would be so big on like, fuck, just doing like everything I possibly had to. And like, if something wasn't going to work out, I would try and do like anything I could to make it happen. It would just be, I don't even know. It didn't have to be, it could be anything like maybe someone said they didn't want to do a, an episode, like come on and do a podcast or they, you know, the dates just weren't lining up. I would try so hard to be like, okay, I'll move around like everything else on my schedule and like cancel all this other shit to get you on. And then it's like, maybe they're just not meant to come on right now. Like, I don't know, but normally I would just force like so hard. I would waste so much energy in like all aspects of my life to do that. Whereas now I'm trying to just like, just accept it. Like who gives a fuck? Why would I put so much effort into that? Like there's also a million people out who can come on or, any scenario in my life, usually it's like, it's not like a life ending thing. I can just continue and let something else happen. Um, so, but I don't know how that falls in with the psychic is like, what do you do? Cause then it kind of puts you in that weird situation where, you know, she tells you what's going to happen in your future. So do you kind of like surrender and see what comes up or do you like force and try and like make those things happen? So I think it's, I don't know. It could go. Yeah, I'm definitely more of a surrender kind of gal. Yeah. Just going to see what happens. And So, I don't know, maybe her saying that and the fact that you've only been once too. I think it's also one of those things that could be like become overused where someone goes like all the time. Like, I'm going to go once a month because I like yeah. this isn't happening. What's going on? Maybe something changed <laughs> where like, you know, people can get like kind of like addictive yeah. about those things. They actually don't let you book more than once a year. Oh, really? Yeah. With that or, one, with maybe, that one though. Yeah, true. But it might be maybe once every six months or something. Okay, that's but, actually a good rule. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. But it's funny because, so I went to this one mm-hmm. in the summer and I was like, I just have so many more questions. So I wanted to go to another one. Another one. <laughs> I didn't have the information for the first one. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, like, did they, like, you mean information of like to rebook or like, yeah. okay. Like I went with my friend and that was that, but mm-hmm. um, I went like my friend, my other friend went to this one and said she was really good and like super accurate. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to book with her. Then I booked an appointment and my literally I'm driving from work and my car blows up. <laughs> Don't Holy make fuck. my appointment. <laughs> See, like, and I'm like, okay, this is a sign. Like, yeah, like I, I just like, I'm not even going to rebook because it's like, yeah, I, this just like was not meant for me. Like, See, and that's like a classic scenario that where like shit like that would happen to me. And I'd be like, fuck it, car blow down. I don't give a shit. Like I'll rent a car. <laughs> I'll do this. Like I'll call someone. I'll fix my car right now. And like I would do anything it took to get there. And I think like I would just start to miss some of those maybe like signs yeah. or whatever you want to call yeah. them that are like, yeah, like honestly, like that makes perfect sense. You're only supposed to book once a year. You to that car pulls up. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, what do you do? Oh my God. Like, what are the odds? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, at least they saw it coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But that's funny. Yeah. It's just, 
But, like, even based on how I felt after the first one, I was like, uh, it's probably a good idea that I didn't go again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so how how long after did you try and rebook that? Well, I went in the summer, like, July, and then my appointment was, like, a month ago, maybe. Oh, so still a few months. Yeah, a few months between. It wasn't, like, right away. I just wanted, like, factual answers. Like, some clarity. Yeah, I was like... How am I gonna meet my soulmate? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, see, then know, you're like, like then it kind of gets like too like, far. Yeah, into maybe it. I shouldn't know that because mm-hmm. I'm like. Well, I guess you'll see what happens. I guess we'll see what happens in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not too concerned. Yeah, let's. That's cool though. See what happens with it. Stay open. Stay open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Staying uh, open. That's about it for my mental health struggles, though. Just yeah. rebuilding myself. So are you still, are you going to be, like, what are you going to be doing in the future for that stuff? Uh, or, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I'm still going to. Do you have, like, any regular routines or things that you do to, like, help with those things? Definitely eating healthy and working out a lot Yeah, helps. Yeah. You notice it a lot. Yeah. And, like, I'm in such a better workplace now where it's, like. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally work somewhere where I have access to, like, be able to work out at lunchtime if I want to. Oh, really? And, That's well, nice. Well, I work at a sports facility, right? Okay, And, like, yeah. just everyone's in the same mindset of, yeah. like, being healthy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just, it changes the dynamic of the workplace. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so much less stressful. Yeah, and I even feel like at the other place, too, how it had that kind of connection alone just with your brother through the smell of the bathroom and stuff yeah. and, like, the whole home situation. Even that's enough to just, like, make that place, like, a terrible place to be, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, I think that's huge, like, change of environment and all that stuff, so. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I still, so, I should probably mention my brother's sober now. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he was sober last Christmas, and then he relapsed, and, mm-hmm. like, that was super traumatizing for me, too, just because it's, like, okay, you try and rebuild this relationship, and then it, like, happens again. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, like... I don't know. It affects your relationships on every oh, level, for sure. like not yeah. just mine and his, but like, I don't know. You just keep thinking the worst yeah, yeah. scenarios. I don't know. But yeah, he's sober now. So like we're rebuilding our re- relationship. It's just super tough because mm-hmm. you never really know. Yeah. It's hard to like, yeah. How do you know? <laughs> like I thought my brother was going to die when I was younger. It's like mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. That's super serious. Oh, the psychic did say that no one around me is going to die anytime soon. So well, that's reassuring. Here's then. hoping. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, good. She said I'm going to live a long and happy life. So <laughs> you know, maybe that's why I'm so relaxed too. Do you, Do you think you actually felt like quite a bit better after hearing some of that stuff from her? Some of it, yeah, but like I did get a little anxious after just because like, like it, I didn't necessarily want to know all that stuff. Some stuff may have been overwhelming. Yeah. Hmm. Like, did I really need to know, like, how many kids I was going to have and, like, how long I'm going to date someone before they, like, marry me? Like, I don't want to know that stuff personally. Like, it just, yeah, like, yeah. stresses me out. Like, yeah. I just want to live my life day to day. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it know. might even get you thinking about that kind of stuff too much where you're just kind of yeah. like, fuck, like, what the hell? When am I going to be having kids then? <laughs> All that kind of shit. <laughs> well, I know, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stressful like yeah. you know what's coming hmm. but. 
It'll either way though, like it'll be cool to see how it plays out in reality. Like if it actually yeah. does happen, I'm single for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Oh, Anything can happen. Yeah. So your relationships go with your brother now. We're getting there. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of just like I don't know. It's really hard to rebuild a relationship that was like so strenuous. Mm-hmm. Like any relationship, it, whether that be like a tarnished friendship or like yeah an ex-boyfriend comes back into your life and it's like wants to be your friend or something like that yeah, you know yeah. it's like it's tough kind of like it's just like you always think about the emotional trauma that you went through mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard to like open up but yeah yeah it's a lot of effort to put back in to rebuild it all yeah and it's like yeah you're great now but you don't even know like half the stuff we went through because you were too fucked up like mm-hmm. i do i was sober for it but yeah you don't so i don't know it's just a bit tough but yeah it's good that you're like there for him and willing to do that though too right like i don't know could be it'd be shitty for him too not being able to have that because i think that helped a lot in his case as well right being able to have people there for him to do that so mm-hmm. i think that's important as well Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you say? You got anything else? Not off the top of my head. No? I feel like you talked a lot about myself. Yeah. I feel like you didn't get much words in because I was just going on some rants. Oh, that's okay. That's, I can talk <laughs> about myself on here anytime. <laughs> True. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all good. Um. Yeah, so you're just kind of set then. You're going, you've got your new job, you're good to go. You got your custodial routines in place and you're rebuilding your kind of family relationships. That's like really good for me, I think, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was huge for me recently, actually. I think we're both such introverts. Like, we need our alone time. I've noticed that about you, and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like, oh. I can't believe I lived with other people for so long because it's only been a couple months. You I've lived been... in a fuck house too. <laughs> that was like out of control. There's way too many people there. Holy hell. Like I think every single time I was, should I say like how we know each other actually? Yeah, so sure. I was an unofficial roommate in the fuck house. <laughs> <laughs> that place was fucked. Dated one of the roommates. Yeah. Yeah. I think every single time I walked into that house, I took like, a fat bong rip on my way in. Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, the little kid, the kids downstairs oh who rented god. from us would just sit on the deck all day and all just day. do bong rippers. Yeah, there was like what two, four, four, six. Like I think at the most there was like seven to eight people living yeah. in that house. And it no, was, totally. We had like the classic six bedroom, four. What was it four bedroom? Four bedroom house in Brookswood, like but makeshift. I ha- or no, it was five bedroom, but then we closed in the garage, so it was actually a six. But Jamie slept in like the kitchen, what for? Or no, the oh, dining yeah, room, yeah, like yeah, forever yeah. beside the kitchen. Yeah, and then we had like oh, it was just out of control. Many people were there, and it would I would just it stressed me out even going inside because there's so much dirt and shit everywhere. And then after that, I moved into a two bedroom. And that was like, or I had one roommate and that was definitely better, but it was still just, I mean, it's still good for me to like, I don't know, eventually like I'm probably going to live with somebody. Yeah. Um, 
So it was just dumb shit where, like, you know, he'd leave plates somewhere. He'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, clean this up. But it's, like, it's one plate. Does it really yeah. matter that much? So it actually helped me kind of deal with a bit of my, like, OCD. But living alone is just, like, so much better. I, I honestly thought I was going to be so lonely. People are like, man, you're going to yeah. be lonely. You're going to hate it. And, like, I was worried about it. But I literally can't find enough time to come home and be by myself. No, oh, yeah. I me find either. it like I'm constantly just like, fuck, I just want to go home and be alone. Which is like, I thought it would be the opposite where I'd be like, oh my God, like I'm fucking depressed. I'm going to cry. But like, it's not. No, I'm so antisocial. Like, I literally just do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's nice. It's nice to have your own space and be able to do that stuff. And there's, I don't know not be bothered or have like your thoughts influenced and stuff by other people too right so don't get me wrong though like I moved out after that mental breakdown I moved out with my two best friends in White Rock and it was literally the best summer of my life yeah yeah like it was just exactly what I needed at the time Mm -hmm. like always having someone there to do like fun stuff and take your mind off things yeah that was definitely like totally necessary in that (laughs) state of mind yeah i think yeah i guess that's too it depends like where you are kind of like um in yeah in your state of mind or what you're kind of dealing with um you know if you're in that fun stage of life or whatever you're able to do that then yeah it's pretty sweet having yeah. roommates but if you're like dying and trying to like you know heal and do other things sometimes it sucks like you got a couple of roommates who are partying getting pissed off all the time it's not a very good environment to be in but <laughs> well you're specifically because <laughs> Oh, yeah. There was always something going on in that house. Oh, yeah. That was like a little bit hectic, but I don't know. It wasn't. It was also good, too. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you do need someone there, too, when you are healing. Maybe you just need the right person, though, right? Um, Because although there was a bunch of fucked up shit going on there all the time, I also had um, Jamie, who was like pretty much the only person who dragged my ass out of bed. It didn't matter, like, you know how bad I was feeling, how fucked up I was. He's like, dude, you ought to get the fuck up. Like, I don't care. Like, even if we just walked to the fucking corner of the road or did not, did nothing, you know what I mean? Or like, take me to the gym or take me to the fucking doctor 30 times in a day, like whatever it was. Um, without that, I don't know. I probably would have just laid in bed and died. I have no idea. Right. So I I mean, I pretty much did that there. Like, I think I was going through some depression and like at that time even. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean like depression has different forms too like mm -hmm. I didn't really know that yeah when I went to that doctor about it like she like informed me about so much stuff Mm -hmm. I actually don't even know the different forms of depression like even like well like obviously there's like you are fucking sad and like you (laughs) want to kill yourself but it's also like okay there's like I would spend days in bed Mm -hmm. and like just sleep all day yeah I guess yeah that's true It, it doesn't have to be like the I'm I'm going to kill myself like really sad. It's also just like tired and, un- and you know, like yeah. unmotivated and just like feel like you just don't feel like, I don't know, taking part in anything, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess that would be maybe the more mild version of depression, I guess. Yeah, even I like clumsiness know. is apparently a symptom of depression. I was like, yeah, I actually do get really clumsy when I'm going through some tough shit. <laughs> like- I, I never, yeah. I dropped my phone on my laptop. Like, Fucking hello. depression. <laughs> Holy. Holy. This girl's out of control. Yeah, that's a deal. But mm. I don't know. It's just yeah. like I could be going through it right now and just like have different symptoms. Yeah, that's true. 
yeah, I guess all I've ever really classified it as is like, or in my own life pinpointed as it's like, you know, I just feel like, I guess that kind of depression for me is like that heavy feeling too. Anxiety is like stress and like shakiness and like scared nervousness. But depression was always that like heavy, like I just can't move kind of thing. Or I'd be like in bed or laying down. I would just, it felt like I just would have to sit or lay like all day instead of moving. Whereas like anxiety still sucked, but I almost feel like, I don't know. You're like itching to move because you're like kind of freaking out. It's kind of yeah, weird. But you had them simultaneously. So yeah, but it was How always, you... it was always like one was stronger than the other. Okay. So like some days I'd wake up, boom, anxiety, crazy panic attacks right off the get go. Open my eyes. I'm like, holy fuck, what's going on? And then some days it was like, I don't know. It's kind of, I, I feel like it's sort of like pain. Like when I've had certain, um, accidents or something you might have three injuries but whichever one hurts the most that's all you feel yeah um so i feel like it's almost similar to that where like the anxiety was bad enough that that's all i really like mentally felt that day or whatever and then the next day maybe the depression was worse and it kind of like changed roles Mm -hmm. i don't really remember like having like extreme panic attack well yeah, I don't know. You would usually seem like one or the other. So were you having panic attacks a lot when you were living in that house? Oh, yeah. Really? In your room? <laughs> in my room, yeah. <laughs> I was just in there dying. I just had no idea. Like, I, I don't, don't I don't remember what state I was in when uh, you guys were there. Um, I don't remember really timeline-wise, but either way, like if it was when I was fucked up, yeah, I was like, I would explain it as almost like, 24 7 panic attacks like like really it's like i would wake up and even just walking to the kitchen to get a glass of water i would be shaking like i couldn't it felt like my heart was going to come out of my chest i was like holy fuck like what the hell is going on and i don't know i think just like pushing my body all those years it just snapped and was like fuck this and then i didn't know how to calm down or what else to do um and i wouldn't take anything for it either like when I go to the doctor, he's like, "Okay, hey, you got to take this Ativan shit. I'm like, dude, fuck that. Like I like what? I'm going to take that. And then in another two hours, I'm going to feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm just what? I'm going to take it again until what? And like, that's all he would give me. Right. So then that's when I started incorporating diet and all that other shit. But um, how yours was like a slow buildup. Mine was similar. It'd be like really slow buildup. But for like, I don't know how long, 22 years or whatever, 23 years. And then. It was also a really slow come down, right? Like I'd, it like built up to really, really bad panic attacks all the time. Like at least, I don't even know. Like they were like all day long, like at least, at least 10 a day. And then it slowly like, I don't even know. It took, fuck, like I still have them here and there. Like I would say maybe, mainly when I drink, like, and I know when I'm having it. Um, But I'd say maybe I had like a couple this year. And just when I'm like hungover, like I know what it's caused by. Yeah. I don't really walk down the street and I'm just like, holy fuck, I think I'm dying anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like a really slow calm down too. It took like three, three years probably to kind of get down to like minimal. Yeah, because so I remember shitty. when I was there, you were eating very healthy. You had those meal preps done for you. Okay, yeah. that Okay, yeah. That was still bad okay. for me. Yeah, I would be like driving to work like. I don't even know. It was just the craziest shit. Like my truck door 
didn't like seal fully so like wind would come in and like hit my leg and i would literally think i'm having a stroke because like my leg hair is like i don't even know i'm like holy fuck i can't feel my leg and i'm like freaking out i'm smacking my leg and then i'm like having a full-on panic attack i'm like feeling my face i'm like sticking my head out the window to like see if i don't know i'm like can i feel my face like is this real i would like sometimes i'd be freaking out because i didn't even know if i was in real life anymore yeah i'd be like what the fuck's going on this is actually fucked and like that was like, I'd have a couple of those before I even like could get to work. Um, and then I would go to work and I would sit there for like an hour and basically do nothing and then sleep on the couch for two hours and go home. Cause like crazy. I was I fucked. had no idea that you were that bad. Yeah. It was then. like the panic attacks were brutal. Um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Do you know like what caused yours though? What caused it? Um, no, I think I spent... Well, yeah, I guess now maybe, but like what I thought, I didn't know what caused it. And that's what caused a lot more grief too. Right. I was like, Hey, what the fuck's going on? Like, why did this happen to me? Like, how come everybody else gets pissed up every day? And you know, like, you know, everybody else going to Gabby's two times a weekend, getting fucking hammered and then drinking during the week and all this shit. Like, I'm just doing the same thing. So like, why me? And then I don't know. I just finally like stopped caring and sort of thought like at the end of the day it's just like forcing me to be healthy so why is that like really a bad thing but it was really hard for me to adopt a new lifestyle because like obviously the western medical system didn't work for me i went to the doctor prescribed me crap and then beyond that uh i was like okay i have to take like a a holistic approach or some other approach because that's not going to work so i started seeing natural path and that stuff but the problem with those is like, it's a full lifestyle change. You're not just taking a pill or like having a quick fix. Like you literally have to change everything that you do. So that's what was hard for me is to like give up my entirely old life. You know, like I couldn't drink anymore. It was, I can't hang, like, I'm still friends with a lot of the people I partied with, but how do you really keep those connections? And like, also a lot of those people didn't understand and like, they're out partying, having fun. They don't want to come sit with some fucking anxiety panic attack dude at his house. Like nobody, like the connections were kind of lost after that. Um, but from everything I've learned now, I also didn't realize how much your whole life comes into play with it. Right. Um, I just figured like it was something that like instantly clicked or got messed up in my head or my brain or something. Right. I wasn't sure. Um, But after all the research and things, like, I've done so many, like, fuck, I don't even know how many practitioners and stuff that I've seen uh, over the years and workshops or people I've talked to. But um, it was just little shit. Like, you know, it it built up from when I was young. Like, same thing. Like, you had your brother kind of, like, giving you that feeling of not feeling safe and always kind of, like, scared of what he might do next or what's going to happen to him. Um, And that was similar with my dad. And even with my brother, like it was three, it it was honestly similar to the living situation in Brookswood, except it was just three dudes, me, Jamie, and my dad. And like, it was just constant screaming. Like there's no female in there. It's just three dudes. Like, oh yeah. All we did was fight, come home, everyone's screaming. And like, I just was always in that, like, who's going to fucking come at me next? Like what's going on? And that's just, I didn't really think about it at the time, but again, like that just over course of the years, you know, builds up and just not feeling safe. Um, 
at home, then that transferred over to school and things, right? So, like, you know, imagine someone coming from, like, a, I don't know, a nice family that, like, hangs out and watches movies every night. Um, how that kid would go, to like, to kindergarten and feel, right? He'd look at everyone else and be like, oh, look, these are some fun other humans to play with. And then I'm going in there like, fuck these guys. Yeah. Like, they're all going to attack me. Like, what's going on? So it's just... You just become to have a different view kind of like on life um, as I was just growing up and not realizing. And then beyond that, I think that was just like the Kickstarter and then just overall bad eating for a long time and then incorporated a shitload of drinking. Um, You know, once I turned 19 and could buy my own liquor and partied all the time and yeah, just be like, it just all escalated so fast. And then the stress, like I never figured out how to control stress. And then started a business, bought the house, and it was just fucking overboard. Like, I was working so much, not taking care of myself, getting pissed up. Like, it's just really a recipe for death. Like, I'm just happy that that's that's the worst that happened was anxiety too, right? Like, I just believe that everybody, it turns out different in everybody. It's all environment. Like, someone feeding themselves like that and the way that I was uh, treating myself, like, I could have got cancer or something way worse, right? It's just like... In my eyes now, like, luckily I got fucking anxiety. Yeah. Like, whatever, right? So, um, yeah. It was really just, like, the same thing, similar to you, just, like, slow build up of, like, all those things. But I never really realized how to, like, I never thought food would do anything either, right? I was, like, that was news to me. Once I went to a naturopath, I'm, like, what do you mean food? I'm, like, does that even, yeah, no one talks about that shit, so. But, like, now looking back and, like, visualizing your journey do you feel like you're better off than people who didn't have anxiety because like for me I'm like <laughs> thankful that this happened to me yeah and like all these experiences happened to me because I'm like I can see the world like in such a better like mm-hmm. clear view now and like I feel like I understand people a lot better oh 100 percent. like I think people sometimes like I don't know especially when we talk about my family situation and stuff like I don't like, I don't wish any of that was different. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. like, those have given me traits that I'll have now for the rest of my life that some people may never learn. Um, and, yeah, like, I think, yeah, like I said before, though, the hardest part for me was giving up that life, right? Because I wanted to party. I wanted to be that cool guy and, like, do all these things. And then that was a hard transformation. Like, I basically had to give up my whole other life, Um which I wasn't ready to do at the time. And it takes years to do that. But now, now I'm happy with it because I've just learned like everything I've learned. And now I'm able to live like, you know, before I was using those things to be happy, right. I'm partying. Cause like I go out, you feel fucking good. There's a bunch of like your buddies are there. You're laughing. There's girls there. It's fun. I don't know. Right. Whereas like now, um, I would say like, this year, like honestly, the past couple months is like the first time I've like fully felt good, like with myself being sober to be able to still have fun and do those things. Right. Like when I go out, um, to go for dinner, or like we went to a, to a concert like a month ago or whatever, I don't actually feel like I need to drink. Um, even to have fun, right. I can just sit there and be like, this is fine. And like, I've become really aware about my body as well too. And like feeding myself, Like, I know when I can eat meat and when I can't. Like, I can fully feel it in my body. Like, if I'm sitting there at the dinner table and, like, you know, maybe it's Christmas dinner, like, in next week, I don't, like, I'll be sitting at the table and I'll decide right then, like, 
I'll be able to tell like, you know what, maybe I just eat mashed potatoes or like my stomach would be like, no, fuck you. You're not having the chicken or whatever. Right. So that's nice too, because that all just affects how I feel, which I was so unconscious of before. Like maybe like sometimes I go out for dinner and eat something. I just feel like shit. And all of a sudden my mood's fucked. I'm not having fun. Whereas now it's like, I'm aware of that. It's like, I can go out for dinner and just eat, just eating good food. And not having a drink is enough for me to just have an enjoyable time. Yeah. So I'm happy with all of that stuff and everything that, I mean, yeah. It also builds a lot of resilience, I feel like, having to go through that stuff, right? You easily, it makes things in my life now seem a lot easier. Yeah. Because that was like, before I had that, I thought starting a business was hard. And then I'm like, holy fuck, like. Starting a business is nothing for like what I went through before. I'll start a hundred fucking businesses. I don't care. But like if I had to go through that again, it'd be fucking hard. Yeah. I don't know. That's like by far the hardest thing I've ever experienced. And it just seems so long. Like when I was in that, like every day felt like a year. It felt like I lived a whole nether life within that year that I was like really fucked up. It seems like the time just like, like it just felt like I was trying to fight do whatever I had to do to just like make it through a day. Whereas now I'm like, fuck, I got all day. Like, yeah, I'll do whatever. You're ready to take on the world now. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just like wonder, cause like I've never known, or I can't really remember like not having anxiety. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I remember my childhood and stuff and like yeah. happy times, but it's like, what would my life be if I never experienced that? I just feel like I would be like such a different person and i feel like it wouldn't be a good a good person <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for sure it's uh you 100 would be different yeah. i mean wh- what your life would look like without it I don't know nobody will know but 100 yeah I, I think for sure it's like it's a terrible but debatably blessing in disguise i think and especially anxiety it's like it's kind of just telling you like don't fucking do that you know what yeah. i mean it's kind of like really just trying to guide you in a good way and like if I would have understood what it was when I was fucking 13, I could have turned my life around then and would have been yeah. like way better. But I just had no clue and nobody talked about it. It wasn't a thing back then. No. Um, and I think that's why it's important now to talk about it because there are people who have it just as bad as I do and they are 13. And um, being able to change that then is just going to give you a way better life. So I don't know. I like... Some, you know, I wish I would have known years ago, but at the same time, it kind of freaks me out too. Cause I'm like, if I would have gone to my dad when I was 12 and was like, Hey man, I've got anxiety. Like I would have been on meds yeah, for sure. Like he would have forced me to take them at that point. I wasn't able, like, not that I wasn't able to make my own decisions, but he would have forced it. It's like, I live in his house, this shit, that's the medical system. It's like, take your fucking meds. And I'm just happy that something like that didn't happen. And I got you know, when I realized it, I could fully deal with it on my own the way that I wanted to. I wasn't like influenced by family telling, I mean, they were concerned, but they couldn't tell me what to do. Um, so I think that's good because it could have messed me up even more, right. Or I could have been stuck on that forever and then trying to get off of it or whatever. It could have not been, could have been way worse. Mm -hmm. Well, good for you for taking that on yourself. Yeah. Well, I had lots of help. I mean, you know, with everybody else, but the real fight is, is your own, you know, like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many people want to help you or what they tell you. Like you really have to do it You really uh, do on like, your own. Yeah. I even remember like you were doing all these health things and I yeah. was like, and I had anxiety. Yeah, and I was yeah. 
that necessary? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Shelby's going off on this shit. Well, I'm a little bit like, if an, not an overboard, but like when I do something, I go like yeah. all out. And like, even with the setup here, right? Yeah, um, clearly. I just don't like cheaping out. Like when yeah. I do something, I go all in. I want to do it the best, learn to be the best at it. Um, and that came in handy when it came to my health. Um, I wasn't, I mean, it took a while to get there, but it got to the point where I was like, the fuck am I going to do? Like, you can't just keep putting that shit off. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, I've just always been like that. So yeah, I just fucking dive in and I'm like, all right, I'm. what the hell else am I going to do? I'm going to sit here and die or I'm going to do every goddamn thing I can. Yeah, until which I, makes sense. Like, yeah, you put a broken arm in a cast and you wait for it to heal. Like, yeah. people don't view mental health like that. Well, they're starting to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like the general population even four years ago did not. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a big thing now, and, like, like, well, even when we were younger, too, like, social media and stuff like that, and, like, anything like this just wasn't a thing, um, and, I mean, I feel like even now it's more talked about just because of all that kind of stuff, which is kind of good, and it's, I mean, as bad as I think social media is, I mean, as bad as I know it is, because it fucks me up daily, <laughs> but, like, um, it's also... I don't know. It can be used in a good way. It's just kind of like a shame that most of it's not, I guess. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's making a positive shift maybe in a way. Yeah. It definitely like. Like it had a rough patch, but I feel like it <laughs> yeah. maybe is getting a little bit better with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice because you have a place you can put this out and it's just like whether people choose to listen to it or not, I guess is another story. But Is this one going on TikTok? <laughs> Parts will. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck. yeah, that's a weird platform. Can't that's for wait. sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know anybody on that, so I think it'll be hard. To, Shout I mean, out to Cass. Yeah. <laughs> like every everybody that I've seen on it so far is like literally 12. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't know. I guess that's how old you are yeah, on social it's media. It's not now. even like a, uh, like a millennial thing. It's like a Gen Z, is it now? Yeah, Gen Z, I think, which is actually funny because I didn't realize how old millennials are now. Yeah, we're fucking old. I was like researching, I mean, before I started the podcast and called it that, I was like, okay, I never wanted to call it that. I never liked the word for some reason. And then someone suggested, I think Jamie suggested, and I, we kind of toyed around with it. And I'm like, you know what? Like, it just makes sense with how I want it to look and lay out. And I'd never researched it until the day before I launched the podcast and I had to kind of write the about and some information on the page. I was like, maybe I should like look up some millennial stats. Like that's mm-hmm. the name of it. I just assumed I knew someone. I started looking it up and they were crazy. I was like, because some millennials are like 30 something now, right? They're like, oh, oh yeah, I think. I don't know what, what I honestly don't even I, rem- don't, I don't even I don't know, know like the exact that. age. I know I'm a millennial and I'm getting old. So yeah. And I was just like. Because the point was to reach, like, young people, but even still, I don't think it matters. It doesn't, like, you know, keep people from listening, but um, I was surprised at, like, how old millennials are now and and all that kind of stuff, but, I mean, we're still the biggest generation, so um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But there's probably not many millennials on TikTok, I wouldn't think. Probably not. Doesn't seem like it, at least. I mean... I'm going to be on there. You're already on there. So <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you got anything else? Do you want to, any closing statements, I guess? 
closing statements. If you're going through some shit right now, I feel you. Just keep chugging, chugging along. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Bright days are coming. Yeah. I can say some real stupid shit right now. But it gets better. It gets better. And go see a psychic. Uh, I don't know if I recommend that, honestly. No? No. I kind of want to try, but I don't want to. I feel like I get enough through it just from my mom. I don't even need to go. She just tells me what they tell her about me. Yeah. I'm also, like, pretty intuitive as it is. Mm -hmm. So I feel like... Like, I get vibes from people and stuff like that. Like, I don't really need to know exactly what's going to happen in my future. Yeah. Like, I know good things are coming. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, do I need to know exactly what and when? Probably not. Yeah. That's fair. I don't think. And like that whole car blowing up thing, that was just a sign for me. Yeah, true. You don't need to go back now. Yeah. Awesome. So closing statements, it gets better. That's that's good advice. Um, Eat healthy. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, thanks for coming on. I think it's awesome just to be able to share. Um and hear about what you've been through and everything else. It'll be good for every, for, you know, everyone to learn from and listen to. So yeah. And then I don't know, who knows, maybe we'll do another episode in the future. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't too jumpy. I feel like we jumped around a lot of my stories, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like drugs, to anxiety, <laughs> yeah. to depression, it to always migraines. Just like, it's hard because it always just like leads <laughs> off everywhere else. But like, yeah. I don't know. It's also just other important information. So I don't, I hate cutting it off when it like kind of dives. So I'm like, you know, talking about drugs and that kind of stuff is still like important. So I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. And I don't know. Either way, you'll get the gist of it. You just got to listen to the whole thing. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, and yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime.